1: Hey, good evening, football fans. How you doing tonight? This is Let's Talk CFL podcast episode 286. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk football for the next two hours. We got Chris, we got Will, we got Charles. Mark got called into work, and he's whining and crying that he has to go do that. Oh, well, life's a bitch. Then you marry one, she takes all your money, and you die. Not necessarily in that order. Okay, I've got nothing to rant about tonight. There's nothing in the CFL that's pissing me off. Actually, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. Um, Something that pissed me off today was I was looking at the thing and this whole whiny, cry thing about Brandon Banks saying how disrespected he was by the BC Lions. Okay, dude, you were busted and suspended for drug use. You were you ditched training camp for a, uh, a party okay you sat on the sidelines crying because your kick return touchdown got called back because one of your own players screwed up and the official caught him okay so you know what yeah i, I agree 100 percent. dancing on your logo is far worse than any of the shit you've ever fucking done grow up hair you bozo god damn i hate fucking whiny little Wimps. The fastest, strongest two year old in the world. I love that line by Kelly Bale today. Okay. I know it's twice in a week i quoted Kelly Bale. Okay, anyhow. Um Charles, welcome to the show, man. How you doing?
2: Good evening. I'm doing well.
1: That was a little rant, nice. but it
2: was kinda of still just kind of pissed
1: off. Yep.
2: I understand what you're saying though. I kind of agree. We'll probably be like, talking more about this in the segment on the this whole investigation thing into this uh, post-game oh, investigation. I didn't, but I didn't even look at the agenda.
1: I'm sorry. That, that's I didn't okay. It.
2: That's all right. But, I mean, you're right. I mean, uh, Brandon Banks is no choir boy, so he's, he should be the last one to talk.
1: Oh, without question, man. It's just like, what a goof. Mm-hmm. Okay. Know, it's annoying. Just speaking off, somebody just needs to slap him. Just mm-hmm. once, I I I just like to see somebody on the field walk up to him and slap him across the side of the fucking head. Take 15 yard unsportsmanlike penalty. I'll pay the fine. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Just do it. Just do it. I should put that out there. And I'll apologize <laughs> to the team. I don't know, Chris. What do you think? Would you do it?
3: <sighs> what, slap Brandon Banks?
1: Yeah, just because. because he's a dick. <laughs>
3: well, but the problem with that is if you go around slapping everybody that's a dick, you're going to be in jail pretty quick because there's lots of people that deserve it. So, And and somebody yeah, else tells you are a dick, too, so you'll get one back. So <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. one of those uh, conundrums, right? <clears throat> I I... I don't know. Hey, if we're going to talk about it later. We'll leave it to later. But yes, I, I'm not a big Brandon Bangs fan. I haven't been since he cried with the on the Great Cup. There, I thought it was pretty ridiculous. So, yeah, not a lot of respect for the man. And skipping training camp to have his party, and then getting Austin to lie about it. And yeah, that was embarrassing. Yes, it was embarrassing to football as general. So yes, I'm mm-hmm. not a big fan of his. No.
1: Yeah. Not at all. William. Welcome to the show, buddy.
0: Hello. Yeah, um, your you, 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 you no, know, your hand would also already also get sore from slapping people you thought were you know, idiots. So, um, True. You know, I'm I'm a little annoyed tonight, and I'll tell you why. I was driving home from work tonight, and I was listening to um <clears throat> another podcast called The Waggle. And, you know, you got Davis Sanchez and you got James Cebulski, and they're both supposed to be professionals, and they're both supposed to be the know-all and all about football. And the first thing they talked about was how great of a game Johnny Manziel had. And I'm like, yeah, okay, 158 yards and two touchdown passes. Yippee. He and then they motivation. talked about. Then they talked about Mike Riley and how you know it's not his fault. He's going to come back here. Everything's going to be fine, which Mike Riley has thrown. I do believe in the last uh, three weeks, something like six touchdown passes and five interceptions, or some crazy thing like that. And then they did talk about Zach Kolaris, which. I I think they should have talked about Zach Larris because he probably had his best game in four years. And they talked about these guys being great and Zach Larris could be great and blah, 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 blah. And last week I remember them talking about uh, Jonathan Jennings and how his game was coming back and he was right on to where he was two years ago. And my biggest problem, and this is a bit of a Homer statement, they didn't talk about Bo Levi Mitchell whatsoever. Had over Aww. 300 yards Poor passing, Robert. had 300 yards passing last week. He had receivers that nobody knew their names. And he still won the game. He scored. They had 38 points. Uh, I think he threw three touchdown passes. You know, I just, those guys know what they're talking about. Or they just don't want to talk about really good players. There you go. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs>
2: But Johnny Manziel, you know, he he completed nine passes. So
0: well, and I did, and I did tweet my thoughts out to James Taborski and uh, and uh, David Sanchez. David Sanchez, I I don't normally tweet what I did today, and we'll see if they reply.
1: I don't think they so will. I, I don't think <laughs> they don't, will Don't hold their breath.
0: I'm not holding my breath. I'm not holding my breath. So, you know, what can you do? But eventually I'll just harass them until they do
1: call me back or something. So, anyways. Beware of smartphone zombies. What? said, beware of smartphone zombies. Okay.
0: What the heck is a smartphone zombie?
1: Somebody's looking at their phone when they're walking down the street and don't see a goddamn thing else. That's what a smartphone's zombie
3: is.
0: That's when you take your leg out.
1: Trip, that's funny. I don't think it works. Hmm. Okay, so. Want to try. What do you want to talk about? What do you think about this... Uh, how much of the homegrown dairy that uh, is, is happening problem now because of this free trade? Oh, sorry. Sorry. It's a football show. Mm. We shouldn't talk about politics, right? Okay. No, so, no, Bob, uh, not. No, no, we're not going to. Winnipeg mm-hmm. versus Ottawa in Ottawa. Ottawa's listed in the power rankings as the number two team right behind... Calgary, are they going to do it? Is Trevor Harris going to come and play football and beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who really have only won, what, one game, two games out of the last six, seven games, something like that? So, yeah, they, they, they won a Montreal. decisive one against Edmonton, but then Edmonton's been sucking ass lately, so that you can really – can't really call that one a, a major victory. So, uh, has Winnipeg got recovered from their slam – Or are they destined to fail again? Ottawa, Winnipeg, Charles, what's going to (sighs) happen? By the way, Mark picked Winnipeg, no doubt there. He's a homer.
2: 28-22. Well, I don't know why, but I kind of see this as a setback game for the Bombers. I really do. I mean... It just seems like when you think one team has turned the corner, they come up and lay an egg. And uh, the Bombers are playing. Yes, exactly. Uh, But the Bombers are playing uh, in Hamilton, or excuse me, in Ottawa this week, uh, against an Ottawa team that actually normally plays pretty well at home. Uh, We've talked before about good Trevor Harris and bad Trevor Harris. Well... Uh, I think good Trevor Harris is normally um, more likely to come out at home. Uh, I know the Bombers have won the last two games. Their defense has played uh, quite well in the last two games. But I just get the feeling that this could be one of those trap games, one of those games that uh, teams struggle on, especially a team that's won their last two games. And I don't know. I'm going to... um, I was back and forth in this one, but you know what? I think I'm gonna take Ottawa in a uh in a close one. I just think um they're a, a relatively good home team. They're a team that's trying to uh solidify or well really they're in a battle with Hamilton for first place. And uh yeah, they wanna keep um they wanna keep, um what's the word I'm looking for? They wanna keep um up, keep up, we'll just say it like that, keep up with Hamilton to make sure they don't fall out here. So they've got a lot to play for because they're looking to host the Eastern Finals. So I am going to take Ottawa in this game. I think good Trevor Harris is going to to pop up, and um, we might see a return to the struggles that Matt Nichols has been been, um, uh, seeing for a lot of this year. Just to point out, too, that Matt Nichols, even though they won uh, against uh, Edmonton last week, he didn't put up giant numbers. He was just okay. Um, a lot of that win he's, was on the defense.
1: He's so always just I'm gonna,
2: okay. Uh, exactly. So, And I'm going to pick um, Ottawa to win this one. I think it's going to be a close one. I'm going to go Ottawa 24 and Winnipeg 22. Twenty
1: four twenty two for the Ottawa Redblacks over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Thank you very much, Charles. Will, what do mm-hmm. you got?
0: Well, I uh I guess I could probably spin that around on Charles and say, you know what, we don't know until the end of every game <laughs> which uh Trevor Harris shows up. Correct. Once again, my colleague Trevor with Harris. That. Mike Riley, Trevor Harris, or Marcus Crandall, Trevor Harris, okay? My two favorite quarterbacks of all time. Um, anyways, uh, i uh, I got to give the Bombers the benefit of the doubt. I think um, if the Bombers are going to do anything this year, this is the week to do it. This is the game to do it because they they control their own destiny right now. And there's nothing better than being able to control your own destiny. So I think they're going to come out hyped to win against Ottawa. Let's face it, Ottawa could probably lose every game for the rest of the year, and they're still going to be in the playoffs in the East because <laughs> no, Toronto,
2: worse than second. Toronto
0: and Hamilton ain't catching them. So, or sorry, Toronto and Montreal ain't catching them. So, I mean, let's face it. And mind you, they've had a bye week, so maybe they... Had a chance to fix some things, or they might come out rusty. So I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a Mark Weddell homer, and I am gonna pick uh, Winnipeg twenty, no Winnipeg thirty, and Red Blacks eighteen. Okay.
1: And like I said, Mark's got them. Winnipeg twenty-eight, uh, Ottawa twenty-two. Chris, it's up to you. What do you got here? Well, Bring some wisdom. Like,
3: yeah, like Charles said, I've gone back and forth on this game. This is one of the games where, well, and and I mean, there's so much of this going on where it just, I don't know. It's hard to, to tell because these teams can play well and then they play poorly and. You know, you've got essentially Calgary at the top, and then you've got Toronto and Montreal at the bottom, and everybody else is a pick from the hat, in my opinion, almost. So uh, Ottawa's at home. I'm I'm always a firm believer home advantage is there. I like what Powell's doing, and I don't think – Andrew Harris just has not impressed me, and Powell has. And uh, with these two teams, I think the running game's – a huge portion because neither of their passing games they can either be there or they can't, but the running games tend to be a bit more solid. So I'm gonna go with Ottawa. I'm gonna go with Ottawa at home. Uh I think their crowd will carry them through. It will be a close game though. I don't see a blowout, but I didn't see all the blowouts last weekend either. So um but I'll go close. I'll go uh I'll go Ottawa thirty two and I'll put Winnipeg at 28.
1: Okay. So it's a close game, you say?
3: Yep. Yeah, oh. I think it'll be a close game.
1: Cool. 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 Okay. So I'm going to pick Ottawa here because I hate Winnipeg. And I will pick them. Uh, oh, Charles, 32. Will Chris has got 32. I'm going to go somewhere in the middle and go 27 to 24. Okay.
2: Hmm.
1: Got to stick close to Chris because he wins these things. <laughs> yep. Okay. Next one up, an exciting matchup. Two cellar dwellers. Toronto Argonauts coming to BC to play the Lions. Hey, this is in B.C. place. This is on a three-hour time difference. This is Toronto. This is, oh, my God, B.C. better do something. Charles, I'm going to put the B down here that you're picking, B.C., because uh, I'm going to reach through the phone and slap you if you don't. So No, it, it's a pretty safe
2: bet. Yeah, this yeah. one, um, these are two teams that did not have fun last weekend. They both got blown out. They both got their ass kicked. Um, but one thing the Argos did that the Lions did not do was lose a key player on their team. I mean, the Lions have done it a lot this year, but they haven't done it, uh, last week. Well, the Argos did. They lost James Wilder Jr. And say what you want about James Wilder Jr. He hasn't been spectacular this year and really hasn't warranted the, um, the big drama case that uh, he was over the off season, but he is still a, was still a big part of their offense. And without him, that takes a weapon away from an offense that has really had their struggles this year. Uh, McLeod, Bethel Tom, Thompson has been okay in most games, but uh, he hasn't shown the big uh, promise that he showed uh, in his earlier games. Um, He has been okay, and without James Wilder, that's one less weapon for him to use. So the more the Argos, I think, have to rely on McLeod, Bethel, Thompson, I think the bigger the obstacle becomes for them. They said they were going to try and work Deron Carter into the offense more last week. He had two catches. Uh, It's clear to me that they do not picture him as a big part of their offense. And I don't think they're going to. I just don't think he's Mark Trestman's kind of player. And uh, the Lions, uh, whatever, have only lost once at home this year. They're a much better team at home than they are on the road. Um, And, yeah, I think this is going to be a good game for the Lions. I think the Lions are going to pull this one out. It might even be a little bit of a laugher. This is one that Jonathan Jennings has got to make some hay and try and get back some of that confidence he probably lost last week. And let's not throw down field 40 yards every second play because that's what gets Jonathan Jennings into trouble. I want to go out and say the Lions are going to win this one 32-10. I think they're going to um, – it may be close for the first couple quarters, but I think the Lions are going to pull away in the second half because that's normally what happens on home field for them. I don't know why, but that seems to be the formula for them. The second half always seems to be better than the first. So I'm going 32-10 B.C.
1: Okay, awesome. I have that written down here. Will, what are you going to do? Wow, I wish I
0: had as much confidence in D.C. as Charles does because both of these teams suck badly, and I think it's going to be who makes the least amount of mistakes. I think McLeod Bethel Thomas at this point in his career is a better quarterback than Jonathan Jennings. Will that show on the field? I don't know.
2: You're, you're but, actually kinda
0: uh, but Were you uh, meaning to me? Yeah no I was being a hundred percent serious, sir, like I always am. Oh. Um Um I I I mean Look, Elvis. This, game, this game's on Saturday, is it? Okay. Is it in the afternoon or is it at night time?
1: It's a four p.m. start. Seven o'clock. Four p.m. start.
0: Okay, and it's on Saturday. Good. I'll be driving mm-hmm. home from Lethbridge at that point in time, and I won't have to watch it. Um.
2: Anyways, I think it's, it's on Sirius
0: be XM. Yeah. Okay. I think my Sirius expired on my new car already, so. Um. Jeez, I don't know what I'm gonna do here. Would okay. you like to come, me
1: to come okay. back to you?
0: No, I know what I'm gonna do.
1: Well Mark picked I'm Toronto twenty six twenty three, so just so that you know that.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna pick B C. Ooh twenty six twenty three.
1: Okay. Chris, what do you got? Words of so, wisdom. I have. <laughs> yeah, I've got
3: words with. I have zero faith in Toronto right now. BC doesn't have a ton more, but they got more than Toronto does. So, 'cause they're the West. Um. Yeah, I just, I can't, I cannot see Toronto going in and upsetting BC at home. Even if it was in Toronto, I, I just haven't seen a team play that poorly in a long time. They're going the wrong direction. BC has been very inconsistent, but they have had signs of of brilliance occasionally, and it's been interdispersed, whereas Toronto looked okay at the beginning, and they've just been going down and down and down and down. So um, I'm definitely going to pick BC. Score's a little bit harder of a question because I don't know. That's a tough one. It could be low scoring. it makes sense if it was low scoring. It wouldn't be a huge surprise, I guess. Uh, what do we got? 32-10. That's Charles. Well, I'm going to go low with Toronto because I don't think they have anything to score with. I really don't. And their secondary sucks so bad. you got to figure that Jennings will be able to do something against them. Maybe they'll actually get J.J. running against <laughs> He's kind of hurt It's really hard Well yeah Who did they bring in? Oh Sutton Maybe they'll get Sutton going They got Terrell Sutton I think he's going to play this week Uh, That might be interesting to watch Or will be Um, Geez you know I kind of want to pick Charles' score So I'll go 28 to 14 I'll give Toronto two touchdowns 28 to 14 A double of four Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to uh, – this is really hard. It, it, Toronto's the tough one. Are they going to actually put some points in the board, or are they not? I think Toronto's going to get 17 points, okay? I'm going to go high there with them and give them 17 points. And BC – well, they're going to mollywop them. It's going to be 48-17, to okay? BC is going to come in. And kick ass. <laughs> okay, absolute complete mollyw. Oh lordy. Okay, All
3: right. it could happen.
1: Oh, of course it could. They're a good team at home. They're a good team at home, and BC needs to well, put up the numbers. Number.
3: And like I said, they they have shown that at certain points, and it's been inconsistent. But at least it's still it's still it hasn't been that long since they did it. So, there's more chance of that happening than Toronto coming in and doing anything because they've just been going down and down. Like, it's been a steady decline. BC has been up and down. So, there's a chance. There's no doubt that there's a chance that BC could do that. I mean, that the 40-yard toss every second thing isn't great unless it actually connects. And then, hey, there's your yeah. mollywhop. But they start to actually hit them, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, without question. Without question. I'm not going to give them 50 points because that's not realistic. But forty-eight to seventeen is what I got them pegged at. They're just going to come out and dominate. I mean, it is Toronto. Come on, cut me some slack there. Yeah, it is Toronto. It is Toronto. Okay, so there we go. Now we got Calgary and uh, the other one, Montreal. Johnny football. We can talk all about Johnny him. football, and he's he's trending upward. He's, he, he completed nine passes. That's way better than his first game. Okay, so I say that this is one of the most watched games of the season. The ratings are going to be the one of the highest in this game. What do you think? Could be. Maybe. Maybe. Marks picked this game 31-17 to 17 for the Calgary Stampeders. Charles, who are you picking?
2: Well, this is a rare Monday doubleheader because it's Thanksgiving Day here north of the border.
1: I hate those games.
2: The only Monday doubleheader I like is I like Labor Day because it's tradition. But other than that, I could care less. Uh, But whatever. Monday it is. I'll take a break from eating turkey. Um, Calgary uh, is the best team in the CFL. For a reason are not the best team in the CFL, nor are they remotely close. Um, Are they the worst? I know – well, an argument could be be made, but uh, there's an argument for a couple other teams, including one that wears blue that we just talked about. Um, Are they the worst? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're the worst straight up. They have shown some signs of improvement. I think they're better than they were day one this year, uh, week one. I think they've shown somewhat improvement. And while we've been poking some fun at Johnny Manziel, he has also shown some improvement. Um, yes, he only um, uh, caught nine pat or threw nine completions. He did two of those completions were touchdowns. So, if nothing else, it's a step ahead. Um, but be that as it may this team is nowhere near the same league as the Calgary Stampeders. It's it's not close. It really isn't. And even if the Stampeders play mediocre, I would expect them to win this game fairly comfortably. I know Will said before that they have trouble in Montreal, which is true. They do have trouble in Montreal. But in reality, this team is very, very good, and um, the... Montreal on the while <laughs> they're improvement, they're not in the same league as the Calgary Stampeders. They're not even close. And Calgary's going to win this game. They're just a superior team. Uh, so I'm going to pick Calgary to win this one. I'll go Calgary 35 and Montreal 19. 35 to
1: 19? Yes. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. I should write this down. I was looking at this uh Playoff prediction thing here. So, okay, sorry, Will, are you going to pick Montreal again this week?
0: I I don't think so.
1: Well, you well, picked them last time, do, didn't you?
0: But they but they do beat Calgary in in Montreal last four or five years in a row, I think.
1: Yeah. So you know, um, if you're if you're going to catch Mark and 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 Chris, you better you better pick a winner here.
0: Yeah, but. The thing is, I think uh, I think Bo Levi. I think Levi Mitchell is chomping at the bit to play against Johnny Manziel. Okay, he loves and love competition, and, and and he doesn't like he doesn't like the hype Johnny Manziel is getting. So I think he'll come out highly motivated. I think he'll come out highly motivated. Um, I think Calgary's defense will come out highly motivated. I think Calgary will come out in general highly motivated. So, uh, shit, Christopher did it, so I can do it too. I'm going to go. They don't have their starting receivers. Shouldn't right. matter though. You got
1: an amazing wait a minute, quarterback.
0: Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! They are better. Calgary is better than Saskatchewan. Okay, so I'm gonna go. Uh, are the Riders playing? No, but I was comparing okay. the game last week to this game coming up. Okay. Stay with me, CJ. Stay with me. I'm gonna go. Calgary, forty-seven. And Montreal,
1: twelve. <laughs> uh, I was just about to blurt out twelve. <laughs> okay, Mark's got him thirty-one seventeen. Charles has high score for Montreal at nineteen. Chris, what are you gonna do?
3: this one is not as automatic as you think it was because of the history of their performances in Montreal. Plus their depletion at receiver has the potential to catch up with them. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to, but I mean, you've got to be realistic that at some point, what do they say? A rookie cost you a win. Well, I mean, they literally ran what four nationals at receiver last week. And you know, I—I I don't know. I never ever have picked them to lose in in uh, in Montreal, and they have lots. Um, I'm going to pick Calgary, obviously, because it is going to be my homer pick. Um, but I—I'm a little tentative about this game because of the history of it um, and the fact that their receivers are green, green, and. Uh, it worked against Toronto, but that was because all their <clears throat> all their backs were green too. So it was rookie against rookie. Well, Montreal's got some decent cover people. They paid a lot for them, but they got them. Um, I think it's going to be lower scoring, though. That's I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Calgary to beat to finally win in Montreal, which is a big thing. But I'm going to. It's going to be a harder fought. I think it's going to be a D battle. I'll go Calgary. We'll go twenty eight to
1: nine. Twenty eight to nine. Wow. I think
3: Calgary's defense I think Calgary's defense will be
1: the best part of that game right across the board. Interesting pick. I'm gonna pick Calgary, but I'm gonna go a little lower. I'm going twenty four to twelve. Double them up, but barely do it. And that's the way it wrote. Okay, the last game, green and white versus the green and gold. Is there any possible way that I can pick them both to lose?
3: A tie. A <laughs> no, tie. Man, I a would thought. win.
2: <laughs>
3: I was going to
0: ask you. I was going to ask you. How does that work? If we call it a draw.
2: Well, then you pick you pick the
1: it's whoever's closest to the right. thing, right?
3: Right, Those okay. on the score.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah,
3: if it's a tie, right. nobody. If you can always pick a tie, because then you'd win,
1: because everybody yeah. loses one tie. But you can't pick a tie and Montreal win, <laughs> or pick a tie and Calgary win, and you, either way you win. If you just because you're the closest, if it's like one point spread, you can't do that. You pick as a tie, that means there's no winner. So if Calgary wins, you don't win. And if Montreal wins, you don't win. Okay? So a tie yeah. is a tie.
0: Yep. Well, that just ruined this for me. So,
1: So and <laughs> if the game is a tie, then nobody wins. Because mm-hmm. you all pick Calgary. So right? far. Yeah. Okay. Makes so, yep. back to you, Charles. Edmonton, Saskatchewan. In the Regina.
3: <sighs>
1: well,
2: Edmonton looked like crap last week. They did. And Saskatchewan, were they on a bye last week? Yeah, they were, no, weren't. No, they, they, they played Montreal, didn't they? They played Montreal, and they beat them barely. Yeah. So, phew, this one's a hard to take one, uh, hard to pick. Um, but I. I have to go with the Green Riders on this one because they're at home and just because their defense is, in my mind, so much better than the Eskimos' defense. Uh, I've been critical of the Eskimos' defense all year round, and uh, I don't think they've gotten any better. They might have gotten worse from the beginning of the year. And as much as I like Mike Riley and don't like um, taking like against him, uh, oh, I don't mind Zach Clarence, I got no problem with him. Uh, even though he is a rider. But to be honest, uh, Caleros is coming off his best game in years, really. Um, And the rider defense is still, I think, a very strong defense. I don't know if it's quite as good as a lot of their fans say it is. I don't know if it's the top defense in the league. I think there are a couple other ones that um, stake their claim there. But to be honest, I think that uh, they're a better defense uh, like the Lions, the Riders play well at home normally. And Edmonton, I'm right now. I'm not thrilled at. I think that they're a team that really is struggling right now. I know where I personally would put the blame on that. It's a guy that wears a headset on the sidelines, not the special teams coordinator. What a he joke got that was. Yeah, exactly. What a what a crock that was. Um, <laughs> But I'm going to pick the Riders in this one. It'll be, I think it'll be a fairly close game, mainly because Mike Riley, even when they lose, for the most part, keeps games close. I know he didn't last week, but games like that don't happen to Edmonton and Mike Riley teams that often. But I do think the uh, Riders are going to win this one. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with Saskatchewan taking this one thirty to twenty-five. I think it'll be a five-point spread, but the Riders will be able to um hold off Edmonton.
1: Okay. Well you can't pick either team. Yep, you're right. What are right. you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You just wanna well, abstain? I,
0: I've been try, I've tried to been trying to figure out who I pick because I hate Saskatchewan and I hate Edmonton. More, no, not necessarily, okay, but they I don't like anybody on Saskatchewan, but I do like one player on Edmonton, okay,
1: yeah, Mike Riley,
0: Mike Riley, that's right, that's right, so I'm basing my pick totally on this, I wow, have, I have lots of faith in Mike Riley. Mike Riley is gonna beat the the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and he's gonna beat them twenty eight to twenty one.
2: We gotta kept, keep
1: get this date written down. What, that will pick Edmonton? Yeah. What do you expect want to on an Edmonton-Saskatchewan game? I can't I blame him. I honestly do. thought he was going to pick a tie. I'm not going to
0: ever – I will never pick Saskatchewan, okay? Saskatchewan could be in the Grey Cup playing playing, Montreal. Ottawa or Montreal, and I'll pick Montreal.
1: Okay. Mark picks Saskatchewan 24-20. Chris, Edmonton fan here? Oh. Do I hear an Edmonton fan? Pretty hard to be one right now. Yeah, I um, know, but I am
3: still a fan. And I, you know what? If, this, if you've I, already if I had pick one Edmonton, it's going to, well, this is going to be a total homer pick if I pick Edmonton. Because i got to tell you, in my heart, I I think Saskatchewan's going to win this game. Um,
1: no, that's it. But Indiana you know Madden. what? I am
3: going to pick well, in my head, yes, my heart says Edmonton. Head. So I'm going yeah. to go with Edmonton, and uh, I am going to go with a homer, another homer pick this week. I'm going to double it up. So um, I'm going to go with Edmonton. Uh, only, only reason I'm really even like considering it, uh, other than being a homer, is that they they're not going to be happy with their performance. Mike Riley. Can win a football game on his own He can drag everybody with him But he has some talent too And if they're pissed off Which I think they will be And they they should be um, I, think that, I think that they can do it Because I wasn't overly impressed With Saskatchewan's performance They barely beat Montreal I, I think that their defense is good But I think Mike is Mike And he's going to uh, He's going to not be happy About what happened And I think we'll see uh, One of those stellar games from him a follow-up game that's unbelievable. So, But the score is a tough one. Right? I don't want to pick something stupid because I don't – I think it'll be close. So We'll go with a close game. I'll go uh, 30-24 for Edmonton. Okay.
1: So the one thing that nobody said anything about is that Mike Riley is injured. He is actually questionable to start. So they don't He'll have start. a backup, do they? He'll start of course. That's he is. perfect. That's, That's perfect. Ball made of brat. Okay. Um What's perfect?
0: That they don't that Mike Riley may not start because Kevin Glenn doesn't lose. Okay? <laughs> That'd make
3: Saskatchewan
0: <laughs> happy, wouldn't it? Right? There you go. And think think how motivated Kevin Glenn would be to get in there and play Saskatchewan. Okay?
1: Yeah, well, there you go. So I am going to, uh, I don't know, I don't know about this. I'm going to pick Edmonton only because I'm a Mike Riley fan. I'm actually a Zach Caleros fan too, so it's really tough for me because I think they're both amazing quarterbacks, and I think they're both two of the best quarterbacks in the CFL. Zach Caleros just hasn't shown that lately. And uh, I don't think he's going to show it in this game either. So I'm picking the Edmonton Eskimos to beat the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 24-18. Do you guys know that... No, never mind. Never mind. Sorry, I apologize. I was going to say that Chris and Charles picked almost the same scores, but you guys picked two different teams. So... Perfectly acceptable there you go. Okay so that's the that's Wisdom from the panel On what's going to happen this week We got three for Ottawa Two for Winnipeg We got three, four for BC One for Toronto We have five straight across the board For Calgary And we have three for Edmonton And two for Saskatchewan We surely can't agree on much Can we? Not particularly. That's a good thing. I hate it when everybody agrees. There's no, no confrontation. It's boring. It's not happening. Okay, so what shall we talk about next? The agenda says Saskatchewan Rough Riders are bidding the host the 2020 Grey Cup. Do we think the Grey Cup will end up in the West? For a third year in a row, or do we see it going east in 2020? Well, Winnipeg has said they are not in the hunt for that Grey Cup game. Who would be? Toronto's had it recently. Hamilton said, you know, we're not doing it until all of our lawsuits are settled. Most of those are now done. Does this mean that Hamilton's going to step up and make a bid for it? Ottawa's recently had it. Montreal, well, why? Why would they make a bid for it? That doesn't make sense. Uh, is it time for BC to have another cup? When did when did they have it last? Two thousand eleven, or was it two thousand fourteen? Two thousand fourteen. That's what I thought. Unlikely. 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 Why were? Why? Although well,
2: Saskatchewan had it in two thousand thirteen, and they're bidding again. Yeah. Only one year difference. And the right the tie did come out today and said that they're not commenting right now on whether or not they're going to bid, so they're not they didn't say they were, but they haven't ruled it out. so my guess if it were anyone,
1: it would be Hamilton bidding for it okay, and who's going to win between the two bids between Saskatchewan and Hamilton. <sighs> Well, if
2: you're asking for my opinion, I think personally it's probably if Hamilton were to bid, I think Hamilton gets it specifically because they haven't had it since 1996. And they they are the team that has gone the longest without having it. Every other team has had it since then, and a lot of teams multiple times. So I'm guessing if Hamilton puts it in a bid, they're, they're getting it. I know the yeah. riders want it, and the riders fans are saying, "Well, it should go where it makes the most money, and this and that, and this." And I understand an argument like that, but when you got to consider, you had a Grey Cup five years ago. Hamilton hasn't had one in 22 years. You got to have a little bit of parity in it. You got, and I think the fact too that both this year is in Edmonton, next year is in Calgary, also hurts Saskatchewan's bid because they like to keep it going coast to coast, going. You know, east west, and it, the optics of it being uh, three years in a row is not great for the league. Okay. So well, those Hamilton, are just my
1: thoughts. Hamilton's going to get it. Is your opinion? I think so. If they bid on it, if they don't
2: bid, well, yeah, it'll probably go to Saskatchewan. But if they do bid, I think it'll go to it'll go to Hamilton.
1: Okay. Chris, who do you think yeah. – who should I, be getting the break Cup next? I mean, where, where is it in 2019? Calgary. Calgary. So Calgary. next. Calgary's next year. Okay. Yep. So who's going to get it after that? They, well, Edmonton you is know, now Calgary. Is it going to go to Saskatchewan next year? Then Winnipeg and BC, keep it in the West just because we're a better division? I can.
3: I, I I support the back and forth a bit, but the, I think Charles's point is the key to it all. It's you have to bid for it. You have to want it. Because if you don't want it, then it's going to be a joke, and that's not good for anybody. And I would I would be the first to support a Great Cup back to back in the same location if those were the only ones the people that wanted to do it. Like I don't think you can force it on people. I think you have to want it, and to want it, you have to bid for it. So I think Saskatchewan's a great venue, and I think that, that if they get it, I won't have a problem with it. But that being said, I am a firm believer that it should go east-west, east-west. But if there isn't anybody in the east that can do it, then so be it. But, I mean, if it went back to Toronto, and they went over Saskatchewan, and then it went to Saskatchewan, I wouldn't have a complaint about that, because I do believe it should go east. But they have to be a place that 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 can do it and do it right, and that means they need to put a bid together that's that's a bid and not be, well, I think maybe we'll take it. Well, no, that's not that's not going to be good. We all know that's not going to be good. So, I mean, I'd rather see it three times in a row in BC than if that if they could handle it, uh, then be in uh, Hamilton once because they should have it and them not put any effort into it. I think that's the wrong wrong way to do it and uh you know if one location works and hey i've even three times in a row in saskatchewan i mean the weather's gonna suck but whatever i mean if they want it and they're gonna put the effort into it and it's gonna be a big deal that's where it needs to go so um to me it's not so much about location about boat as it's going to be about who's going to do it and do it properly the way it deserves to be done
1: so okay William, is there any parity in this league when it comes to Grey Cup games? Is there any question that it should be going to Hamilton over Saskatchewan? I don't know. What do you think?
2: I think we lost
3: Will. Actually, I think Will asked you to call him back.
2: Yes, yeah, we did. He asked you to call him back.
1: We, we lost Will.
2: That. Yes. Yeah, we lost Will. He, he asked you to yeah, call Yeah, he back. just put, call really? me
1: back, please. What happened? Yep. That I, I can't I tell was, you. I was not paying attention. Okay, let's call Will back, see what happens. Paste, dial. We're going to bring him right into the show because it's his turn. Oh, I'm back. Why you hang up on us? Because I stuck
0: my hand in my pocket and I must have hit the button on my phone. Sorry. Well,
1: at least it was a button you're playing sense. with.
0: Well, yes. Yes. I stuck my hand in my pocket and, and that's what happened.
1: Okay. so Okay.
0: Where are we at?
1: <laughs> we're asking you. Okay. Who should be hosting the Grey Cup in 2020? Two, in Saskatchewan is putting a bid in. Hamilton may or may not put a bid in. Is there any other team out there that should? And who do you think it's going to go to?
0: Well, I think if Hamilton puts in a bid, it should be Hamilton. Okay? But I don't know if they're going to put in a bid. And I don't know why. They don't seem interested. I, I I talk to a handful of people in Hamilton on a daily basis, and they would all love the Grey Cup to be there and they don't know why they're not bidding on the Grey Cup. We had that conversation today. Um, I mean, it seems that, you know, Western teams want it. How come Eastern teams don't want it? Or do they just not give a hooey? Because, you know, I mean, you think about it. The last two Grey Cups, they've been in the Eastern Canada, and the Eastern teams have won both times, so... That's only because they're playing Calgary. But, I mean, yeah. you know, Calgary, they get the Grey Cup in 2019 in that dilapidated stadium that they have. <laughs> but but they seem to always get it for some reason. And uh, I, I don't know. I've never – I should talk to some people and see what the Grey Cup is like in Calgary because – I've been to the Grey Cups in Calgary since I've lived here, but I was never involved in the in the weekly festivities because I live in Calgary. So I used to just go to the game, and that was it. So I don't know. Um, if Saskatchewan bids on it, so let let Saskatchewan have the game. I'd rather see it in Winnipeg, but hey. They had it three years ago, or two years ago, or whatever it was. Uh, three years ago, wasn't it? So,
1: something, I don't something know. Like but
0: ha- but, uh, but if Hamilton bids, Hamilton should
1: get it. Okay. I'm not arguing with that. Hamilton hasn't had it in this century yet. And uh, they've had a lot of shit with their arena, their stadium. And uh, they should uh, get the Grey Cup if they really want it. Because why not? Bye. And they should get it no matter what. Either this year, the next year, or the one after. Okay. i for that. There's no answer to this. I can't prove anybody right. You can't prove anybody wrong. So let's move along. The league is investigating an apparent altercation last, following last week's uh, BC lions Ty cats game. Is there, going, is there going to be much more to the story, or is it more months to do about... I don't know what you're saying here, Charles. Much to do about nothing. Much to do about nothing. Okay. BC Lions have stated is there was no altercation. It's hard to prove something if none of the uh, uh, participants are acknowledging that exist. Now the altercation was supposed to have happened beside or in front of the BC Lions bus that was taking them out of town, whether to the hotel or to the airport, I don't know which it was. So that means that they were had to have been approached by the Hamilton Tiger Cat players in an area where they are not normally supposed to be. So that would to me would be call them the instigators. Whether they were there to heckle and somebody got mad and punched them in the throat or they were there to cause more trouble than that. Uh, Why were they even there? Why even show up? You just smack the lines around 40 to 10 and you have to go there gloating and and, and rubbing it in. You're you're lucky you didn't get your throat punched because I think I would have done it. And we all know who it was. It was that little shit, Brandon Banks, instigator. And uh, if uh, there's anything in this league, if there's anything found about this, then, yeah, I think there should be some suspensions because this is way beyond a fine thing. This is like going out and instigating a riot. Okay? I mean, seriously, this is not football. It's not on the field. This is far worse than that. This is instigating a riot in a parking lot. So I think there should be some suspensions. So let's see who it is and why. Do I think that's going to happen? No. What the hell? Who cares? I'm talking like a homer, I'm sure. Everybody's going to yell at me for being a homer on this one. But I think I would say the same thing if it was Calgary and Toronto or Calgary and Ticats. But I don't think that the Ticats could mollywop Calgary that way. Probably not. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, Charles, go ahead. What are your thoughts? Uh,
2: It's going to be turn out much to do about nothing. I don't know what really happened. Um, Seriously, I don't think you should be approaching other teams in the parking lot, especially another team that's probably already pissed off because you just finished kicking their ass. So, literally, just stay away and just mind your own business and go home or do something else. Do something constructive. If you're going to go poke the bear, bad stuff's going to happen. So uh, I don't think anything's going to come of this. They're going to investigate it. If anything, maybe they fine each team $1,000 or something like that, Something so it looks like they'd handled it. But really, really it's much to do and about nothing, I think. I think these these guys, I don't think it was anything serious. Obviously, nobody was seriously injured. I don't even know if there was any sort of incident, the Lions are saying nothing happened. So, really, I don't think it's a big issue, and I, I don't think we're going to hear a whole lot about it, to be honest.
1: So be it. Yep. Will. <laughs> Brass knuckles and baseball bats.
0: Well, you know what? I think it is much to do about Nothing because if something happened there's bound to be a video out there and we haven't seen it yet so nothing probably happened but i'm thinking what happened and and you know what i'm going to get in so much trouble for saying this but i don't give a shit okay we saw how much brandon banks was flapping his lips on the sideline and he got into and he got into altercations you know during the game and don't forget is it it's Hamilton, yes. It's Hamilton and and Edmonton. The player, or sorry, the the teams are on the same sideline during that game. Are they not?
1: Yeah, it's the all only place in the CFL. That. Oh, is
0: all that Eastern right?
1: Teams. Yeah.
0: Okay. I, I mean, it's crazy. So basically, what happened is, I think at the end of the game, and and they found themselves in the wrong position. And Brandon Bridge wanted to take it to the ghetto just like he grew up in. And that's what happened, okay? And there was lip service, and there was all kinds of that kind of stuff. And that's probably what it was. Yes, I did say that. Sorry, I couldn't resist. But if the shoe fits, baby, dance in it, okay?
3: Okay. Chris, was that your sigh? No, it wasn't mine, I was on mute but uh, that was fairly straightforward, yep Yep. uh, the way it goes Um, to be honest with you, I think that something did happen, I think they're all going to say nothing happened and everybody's going to keep their mouth shut because in the end it's football (laughs) and people were excited and it happened and somebody got punched and whoever got punched probably deserved to be punched and The rest of them are all going to keep their mouth shut about it and it'll come out to be nothing because nobody's going to admit to Jack and obviously nobody had a video camera rolling, so um, no harm, no foul. But uh, I'm sure somebody got their mouth punched. Um, And rightfully so. If it was Hamilton that went over then they got what they deserved and and nobody's going to say Jack about it. Nobody's going to say anything. That's the way it should be. That's how football's played. That's how all men's sports are played or all men handle it I mean if you're going to go and get your mouth punched You better not be whining about it tomorrow Especially if you ask for it So I think we won't hear much about it And I think it probably did happen And I think that whoever got it punched Probably deserved to be punched And they probably figured that out And like I said it's, it's a code They're all going to be quiet about it No one's going to say nothing
1: It's not football when it's in the parking lot
3: Well men things then man, man, manly ways of handling stuff then I guess is the way you want to say it but it's uh wouldn't be the first time a fight happened after a football game
1: no
3: nope. like I said I don't you're not you're not going to hear anybody say nothing about it and really
2: right, so
1: I have seen fights in football games before they start uh, yep yeah so yep, no yeah. it's it... 100% agree with you 100 percent nothing's going to happen about this jack shit's going to happen about this nobody's going to say anything wally's already put down the dome of silence on his team and they're not allowed to say dick about this go into an investigation i i saw nothing i see nothing i hear nothing boom bang that's the way it's going to be right it's it's the way it's going to be otherwise there's going to be consequences in the locker room so whatever's coming out, it ain't coming out of BC. And I think June Jones is going to do about probably about the same thing. And I think he holds respect in that locker room, so there won't be a thing told about this one. And I just want to see the video of Brandon Banks getting his head punched in. Just just I want to see it. Because do you know why he couldn't punch yeah. anybody? His arms aren't long enough. He's kind of like a T-Rex. You'd have to
3: do the jump, jump up to hit him in the face Yeah yeah. It'd be like that little kid jumping up Punch somebody in the face
1: Oh, uh, I so can't stand that human being I wish he would just Leave this league and, and you know what In all honesty he's been playing great football And he's kept his mouth shut right up to this game And uh, Just one One incident And he blows the entire season for me with him I was giving him kudos, and I, and I can't. He's just, just an annoying sack of shit. And Ticats, you're welcome to him, because nobody else in the league would want that ditch pig. I can't believe he's still there, though, you know? Mind you, he's playing amazing. So, and so be it. Let's move on. Did everybody talk about this? I think so. Yup. Yep. Okay. As we move into the final third of the regular season, let's take a look at the playoff scenarios for all of the various teams. Wow, can we do that? Okay, let's take a look at it. Calgary Stampeders has clinched a playoff position. They are at no less than a crossover position. No, they're actually in third place in the East in the West Division has been locked up at eleven and two for the season. Saskatchewan behind them in nine and five Calgary has a game in hand Winnipeg at seven and seven Edmonton at seven and seven BC at six and seven with a game in hand where do we see these play these teams ending up at the end of the season Chris Calgary's going to make first who's coming second is Calgary going to get second first place they Saskatchewan's only two points behind them, four points behind them, two two wins away. Calgary always yeah. gives up games at the end.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm never really overly comfortable making predictions like that. I I think that there's every chance that Saskatchewan could take them. It um, have to lose. Calgary uh, has to
1: lose four games.
3: Yeah, and Saskatchewan's got to win, but. Um, I I don't know. I could see – I'll be surprised if, if Calgary doesn't finish first, but I won't totally write it off. And the only one that would be first would be Saskatchewan, but I think it's going to be Calgary. I think it's going to be Saskatchewan. Oh, then it gets really rough, doesn't it?
1: W- Winnipeg, Edmonton, or BC, they're all, for all intents and purposes, tied. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, like I mean, it's just such a whoever decides to start playing better.
1: I gotta go. I'll go
3: Calgary, Saskatchewan. I think Edmonton will get back into its own and be third. And then really BC and Winnipeg. Geez, I don't know BC, then BC Winnipeg. Yeah, I just.
1: I gotta. I gotta Winnipeg call you. You gotta. You gotta make me. a pick.
3: You've got to make a pick. Yeah, I'll go that. I'll go Calgary, Saskatchewan, uh, Edmonton, and I'll go. I will go Winnipeg, BC. I just I don't know between the two of them. I I just think that Winnipeg's gonna has a more potential to fix its woes than right now than
1: BC BC has defense. Winnipeg doesn't.
3: Yeah, it's it's such it's such a coin toss, but
1: I'm just stating the fact.
3: I don't know. I'm just trying to think about which one would be the worst disappointment for the fans. Like, who had more? I think Winnipeg had way more expectations coming in than BC did. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, if Winnipeg, they're going to have to do everything they can not to be last. I just I can't. It'll be a colossal failure. Right around if they don't make, if they don't, they don't at least finish fourth. So I think that that'll be what pushes them in the end. I think that's what will put them over the edge is that the expectation was that they were supposed to be so much better. And I mean, it sucks because I don't think Wally should end on a, on a loser like that either, but back to back losing. I think, uh, yeah, but that's, yeah, I'm going to stick with that. I think that's, I think that's what we'll see.
1: Okay. Charles. How do you got this one labeled? Uh,
2: Well, my first two are going to be uh, the same as Chris. I'm going to go Calgary first, Saskatchewan second, and then I'm going to put Winnipeg in third. Um, I see them um, as improving. And I'm going to go uh, out on a limb here. It may not be out on a limb, but I'm going to go BC fourth. I think they're going to sneak into the fourth position. I think Edmonton is going to be last. And the main reason I think that is because I think their defense out of Winnipeg, BC, and Edmonton, I think Edmonton has by far the worst defense. I know they got Mike Riley, but Riley can only take them so far. That defense is just going to be the downfall of them. I said that I remember – Criticizing them before the season, after free agency uh, was over, that I think a lot of us said Edmonton did not improve their defense enough, and that their defense was suspect. And we sure saw it last weekend, and it's not the only time we've seen their defense really struggle. Their defense has struggled for much of the year. And for that reason, because I think out of the three teams they've got the worst defense, I'm going to pick them to fall to the basement which is not popular because I really like Mike Riley, but I just see – I just have zero confidence in that defense.
1: Zero confidence in the head coach? That too. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, that's the other thing. I think that out of the three, the coaching, I think the Eskimos have the weakest coaching. And that's saying something because Mike O'Shea is one of the coaches.
1: You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Well, I thought you'd written down here for Calgary in first place. That's pretty hard not to be.
0: Yeah, I went through this on Sunday with you guys. Okay, so here we go. It's going to you be Calgary. You
1: told us that you did. Yeah,
0: yes, I did. Yes, I did. We talked about oh, it. Yeah, but anyways, I'll repeat myself. Calgary, 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 number one. Edmonton, number two. Uh, Winnipeg and Saskatchewan Tied for three but Saskatchewan Stays in the west because they beat Winnipeg twice and Winnipeg Gets the crossover And then it will be Winnipeg And Calgary in the Grey Cup at Edmonton There you go
1: Okay Well I'm Going to go with Charles's picks here because I think They're the most realistic which is Calgary, Saskatchewan Winnipeg BC and Edmonton. The beginning of the season, I picked the Edmonton Eskimos to finish out of the playoffs. The only way that they can finish out of the playoffs is to be in fifth place because Toronto and Montreal suck beyond recognition. Okay. So that's the way I see them. Calgary, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, BC, Edmonton, Eastern division. We have Ottawa, with a game in hand at eight and five. Hamilton, seven and seven. Toronto, three and ten with a game in hand. And Montreal at three and eleven. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're really only picking the um, playoff situation here, but we can do the bottom dwellers if you want to pick on which one's going to be the better of two evils. Uh, who's going to finish first in the East, Chris?
3: Hamilton. We'll go Hamilton, Ottawa, uh, Montreal, Toronto. That one, I don't really hesitate as much as the West. I really think that's how it's going to play out. Okay.
1: Uh, Charles. I'm someone on the Yes,
2: I do. I'm somewhat on the same wavelength as uh, Chris because I'm also picking Hamilton first, Ottawa second, but I'm going to swap the uh, the last two. I think it will be Toronto-Montreal.
1: Because they're sticking with this they're, Manziel experiment. Is that, yeah. that the reason here? Yeah, I think so, and I still think
2: they're going to be inconsistent uh, down the stretch with him at quarterback. He still needs more uh, more experience and more seasoning, so – uh, that's what I think it is, but um, yeah, um, really the bottom two are interchangeable because they're both terrible football teams. But I think Toronto finish maybe probably two points higher, I would guess.
1: Okay. Well.
0: Yeah. Who cares? But um,
1: <laughs>
0: I'm gonna go uh, Ottawa, Hamilton, Toronto, Montreal. <laughs>
1: Sorry, what was that? Ottawa, Hamilton,
0: Hamilton, Toronto, Montreal. Yes,
1: sir. Wow, we haven't had two people that have uh, got the same picks here. That's kind of scary. Well, well, that's
0: how screwed up. That's how screwed up it can be because any of the scenarios you just heard could happen.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So for me to make yeah. this unanimous, and, I should pick Ottawa, Hamilton, Montreal, then Toronto, and then we would all be different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's Mark. And
3: then there's Mark. I,
1: I'm sorry, I'm going to pick Hamilton. I got to go Ottawa, uh, Toronto, and Montreal. So who do I who did I cover? I covered Charles. Charles, yeah, Charles. Charles, your and I picks are identical all the way up. Oh.
2: That's either a, a sign of uh, great mind think alike or fool seldom differ. I'll leave it or to B. everybody else H- to decide B. B. which C. one. Or B.C.
0: Homer's, B. C. Homer's no, think alike. Maybe that's B. more C. of it. No, 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 oh. no.
1: Okay, so <clears throat> the next question here is is pretty obvious, and we've got Will's already given us his answer of Calgary – versus Winnipeg, and he doesn't care who wins? Uh, Or did you pick a winner?
0: No, I'd like to see Calgary win.
1: So you're going to take Calgary over Winnipeg. Chris, who do you see in the Grey Cup game? Who's coming out of the East? Who's coming out of the West? You've got Winnipeg crossing over.
3: Yep. Yeah, I got Winnipeg crossing over. You know what? I'm gonna agree with Will and I'm gonna put Winnipeg from the uh, east. I think there's finally gonna be a western team that goes over there and dominates. Or not dominate but at least win. And from the West Oh man. I'm gonna pick Calgary too. I'm gonna to agree with Will. I uh I don't know, I got the finally here somebody of Saskatchewan. agreed with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got the deep down fear about Saskatchewan, but we'll keep that to myself for now, and uh, we'll go with Calgary and we'll go with Winnipeg. I would, uh, I would love to see that. That'd be cool. And uh, I mean, you know, I, if it's not that, then it'll be Hamilton and Calgary again. That's my, but I'll go with Winnipeg, Calgary, and uh, and then, but I won't be surprised to see it being Hamilton, Calgary.
1: Okay, Charles, it's up to you, buddy.
3: I know what uh, I'm gonna pick.
1: Well- I know, gonna, I know what I'm going.
2: I know what I'm going to pick. Last time I went to the Grey Cup live was back in 2014. It was Calgary against Hamilton. I think it's going to be a repeat this time. I'm going to the Grey Cup again this year, and I think I'm seeing Calgary and Hamilton again. I just, I don't feel Winnipeg's the team to come out, uh, come out from the west here. I just think Hamilton's probably playing the best. I think they're the the best built team. For the playoffs in the East, even though there's only two Eastern teams that are going to be there, but I'm picking Calgary Hamilton in the Grey Cup.
1: And who's winning?
2: I'm going to say third time to Charm, and Calgary wins this time.
1: So, okay. You didn't ask
2: me,
3: but I say
1: the same thing Calgary wins too. I I assume Calgary was going to win with you. (laughs) Sorry, I just just circled Calgary. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, uh, I'm But sorry if I'm presumptuous. Well, that's fine. Uh, you're you're right. right. This one's going to yep. be unusual. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are going to take the West. Yeah. I have some weird, sick, and demented faith with BC and the crossover that they're going to get to the Grey Cup and play Saskatchewan. And God damn... I think BC's going to win the Grey Cup this year. I'm going to pick BC to win the Grey Cup. Now, see, Will, okay, that's a, a homer pick. That's a homer that's pick. That's
3: a homer pick. Yeah. yeah.
1: Even, I need to even find, Charles oh my, didn't do
2: that. I need to find a sound drop of Homer Simpson that we can play every time someone makes a
3: homer pick.
1: <clears throat> but a, Duh.
3: Dope. Yeah, something dope. like that. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, Christopher, if that happens, you better go buy a lottery ticket, man, because that'll be uh, pretty pretty special.
1: (laughs) I remember watching back in 95, I think it was, when BC barely squeaked their ass into the playoffs and then barely won the semifinal game and then barely won the finals and then got to the Grey Cup at home, I might add. Was that 94 or 95, Charles? Uh, That would have been 94. And then won the Grey Cup at home. And I had bought tickets because everybody was throwing them away because BC wasn't even going to make the playoffs. And I bought a set of Grey Cup tickets for for nothing, literally. And it was an amazing game. And BC won at home. Beat the Baltimore Stallions, too. They beat the Baltimore
2: Stallions. And yep. they had that great Western final win over, uh, over
1: Calgary. Yep. Yep, for sure. So, stranger things have happened. BC started the season 0-5, went 6-1, and, and then rocked it to a Grey Cup championship in 2011. Don't tell me it can't happen. We've seen it. Okay. Well,
0: anything, anything can happen. I hear they're going to legalize marijuana in Canada soon. So
1: <laughs> I don't believe it.
0: There was a there was a black president in the U.S. too. So
1: I know. I I I, I I I can't believe that. Oh well. Okay. And there's more on. I was going to ask you a question. Who was dumber, uh, uh, George W. Bush or uh, Donald Trump? But we're not going to get political here. Yeah. One, one reads his books upside down and one can't read. Uh, okay. What's the agenda? Moving on. Because why not? CFL.ca says Bo Levi Mitchell is now considering the favorite for the most outstanding player award do we agree or will there be somebody else as a front runner mm. i don't think you can pick an MLP at this point in time simply because the season is not yet over and there could be miraculous things happen from anybody
3: personal opinion of that. I think that's I think that's probably pretty accurate. That's it's hard, right? Like I mean but I guess if you're asking right now who's the front runner
1: He's never in an MOP for the simple fact there's always somebody on his own team that is better. Problem is hmm, is there's nobody enough. on his team right now that's better. They've all no, They're all hurt. hurt. Yeah,
0: Yeah, but I think, you know what? I really think, uh, depending on how the season ends up, you you have to, I mean, Mike Riley's always in that conversation. And you also have to consider uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli this year.
2: Yeah, you probably do.
0: Because he's right up there with Bo Levi and Mike Riley in, in passing. As a matter of fact, he's ahead of Bo Levi, so.
2: Who would you pick, Will?
0: Um, Jonathan Jennings I don't think so Just just because he has the character to stay in there Of course I'm going to pick Bo Levi, what do you think? Come on
1: Homer pick (laughs) There you go
0: I like that I don't know Travis Luley's
1: coming back Travis Luley's coming back that would be miraculous. No! You know what? In. Travis comes in and, and, and takes us back to the Grey Cup. That would be an amazing, that would be MOP for sure.
0: Uh, actually, you yeah. know, I wish the CFL had a comeback player of the year award. Travis Lulee would win it every year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, Ricky Ray's a candidate in that one. And, and right now, Zach Caleros, too. I suppose, yeah. I mean, hell, without question. I, I, there's no way that you can go off and, and give somebody a, uh, an MOP award right now. I mean, look at Mike Riley, 4,300 4, yards passing, 27 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, efficiency of 100.8. Jeremiah Mazzoli is behind him on both touchdowns and interceptions at 21 and 13 efficiency rating is 1,000 and a Bo Levi is way back there 400 yards passing behind him, but two more touchdowns and five less interceptions than Mike Riley for an efficiency rating of 106.
0: Wait, should I add in there that Bo one Levi has a game in a game in hand as well? So
1: yeah. Yeah. One less game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't think he's going to get 400 yards passing, but uh he he might Well, he is playing Montreal this week. Oh, that's true. But, you know, even if you take his uh 3900 yards, 3937 to be accurate, divided by 13 games, he's averaging 302 so that would not even put him a- ahead of Jeremiah Mazzoli into second place.
2: No, but I think you also probably factor in the win-loss record, which is no one could touch him there.
1: Yeah, I'm still not giving the win-loss record to a quarterback. I'm giving it because Mike Riley, look at him. You look at the win-loss record of Edmonton, and yet you you're, you're have Mike Riley in the conversation as MOP. Are you factoring in his his win-loss record? Probably not. Because if you are, and he's still in the conversation, then if he had an awesome win-loss, there wouldn't be a conversation at all. He would just be it. Right? If he had the record Bo Levi is, we wouldn't even be considering anybody else in the league. No.
3: No, that's true.
1: So, you Which know, is it, what happened
3: the last time he won it. It's exactly what yeah. happened the last time he won it, right? You know, he
1: just was untouchable. So you can cannot put the win loss record on Bo Levi because simply it's a Calgary Stampeder's win loss record. It's not a quarterback's win loss record. I, I you can't do that. Okay, and I, I I'd love to be able to see these yards and minus the yak yards. Okay? Now, granted, I understand the argument to that is the quarterback found a receiver that was wide freaking open, and that's on him to get all of those yak yards. It wasn't necessarily the receiver. He could have just ran through an empty hole. But that's how far the ball was thrown. How many times have we seen a quarterback throw behind the line of scrimmage and the guy – Take off for 30 or 40 yards Are those yards Part of the quarterback's Stats? Yes they are Should they be? No fucking you, way I don't think They should be part of his, his stats It's it's not his it, It's literally it's a running play After that You should be giving running yards to that guy Not receiving yards There should be a yak yard award I agree with that. There should be. Because that's an important stat. That's a hugely important stat. And yet you don't even see it on the list. Mm-hmm. We're looking at CFL.ca, and there is no yak yards. Right? None.
3: They track it, though. No? Because, I mean, when TSN does the, uh, like, when their uh, stats guy I'm looks sorry. things up, they know how I'm sorry, they do. They know what yak yards are. Yeah, they you know what yak yards
1: are. The receiver has yak yards, but it's not on the passing. Right.
3: No. So you would have no, to go
1: through it, and it add is. up all the Calgary receivers, and I don't think yeah. I can count that high. What has there, been 24 receivers for Calgary this year? Well, they're, they're polar guys out of bar Nope, 19. Like that, so, you know. I mean, look at Brandon Banks. He's got almost 300 yak yards. No, no, no. Those are yap yards. Not yak yards. Yap yards, okay? (laughs) Stupid me. Yeah, okay. Uh, Who's got the highest yak yards this year? So far, it would appear as though that trophy would be going to Brad Sinopoli. Hmm.
3: 407
1: in 13 games.
3: I would never have picked that. You know, now that you say it, I can see it. He's a hard runner, but I would have yeah. never picked that if you would have asked that That would be
2: my pick,
0: no.
1: Huh? Good for him. And his longest reception? Get this one. His longest reception is the lowest out of the top twenty.
3: Well, I believe that he's definitely. Oh, actually, more, possession.
1: way greater. He makes a lot of catches. Not
2: necessarily a lot yeah. of long ones, but he makes a lot of catches. He's like a go-to guy.
1: Oh my good
3: lord. But he... well, you know who what? that reminds you of though? Is Nick is Nick Lewis. Everything was kind always over up. the That's over. True. Yeah, like that short short medium range stuff and then the he middle, makes middle yards afterwards. Okay. okay. Yeah. So oh my good lord. Hard. I
1: got to If you rank them, if you rank these receivers, reception of the season, just their longest reception of the season, okay? Brad Sinopoli, who is the third, he, he's a 1,000-yard receiver right now with 1,069 in third place with 407 yak yards, his longest reception of 38 yards. Wow. Okay? Longest reception of 38 yards would put him 28th.
2: Okay. Really? I believe. I
1: believe it. In the league, 28th. He's also received the ball more times than anybody else at 85. And there's only, well, there's been a few people that have been targeted more uh, Greg Ellingson, uh, SJ Green, uh, Shaquille Williams, or the Shaquille, or whatever the hell this guy. Why can't they have a name like John?
2: They call him Duke Williams. That's easy to Williams. Say Duke okay. Williams. Duke Williams. Okay.
1: So Duke Williams is leading the league in a, in attempts at receptions, but his reception count is actually quite low. He's got a lot of yards. His longest was ninety five. And and Darrell Walker, who has a hundred and one yard reception, and Duke Williams has a 95-yard reception, are the two longest in the league so far this year. Both of them are – well, actually, that's not true. Uh, Biggleton had a 99-yarder, but he's gone for the season. Mm -hmm. 101 yards and 95 yards for Walker and Williams. Hmm. Ha! Interesting. Who we got for MOP? (laughs) Chris, you said you can't make a decision. I said I can't make a decision. Charles, what have you said?
2: Based on what it is right now, I think personally I would give it to Bo Levi Mitchell.
1: Do I have to ask the Homer? I mean, Will? No, you already. Blam all Levi
0: Blam Mitchell. all the way.
1: Blam. Yeah. Just put a Beau, vowel in BLM. And did you pick anybody, Chris, or are you just? No,
3: I, I said if I had to pick at this time moment, it would be it would be Bo. I would go with okay. Bo, but I, that's I think that could change quickly. So if I had to pick right now, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't argue with you that it's about a team, and he's maybe. I mean, he's clearly not a Mike Riley, but he does pretty darn good back there, and and even when, I mean. Obviously, their next man up mentality is a team philosophy, but you still watch a game like Toronto where he's got you know all green rookies and he's still getting the ball out to them and stuff. Yes, it's still because they're quality people because the team has quality uh, development, but
1: I don't know. I would
3: love to see those kind of players go to another team at certain points to show if they could still be at that level.
1: I'd love to see Bo Levi Mitchell at another team. Edmonton, particularly, with no O-line, I don't think he'd last till the half. He would get released. He's not that good a quarterback. You put him on any team out there that doesn't have the Calgary mentality, the Calgary O-line, and the fact that he can sit in the pocket with a lawn chair and a cooler full of beer, and he would be destroyed in this league. He wouldn't even make it through to Labor Day. On Winnipeg, on Edmonton, on Saskatchewan, on B.C. Wouldn't make it. He wouldn't make it to Labor Day. He'd get cut. Well, I think he would he on
2: Winnipeg because they got one of the best O-lines in the league, if not yeah. the best.
1: Okay, I'll give you Winnipeg. Can you argue with me in Edmonton? Would he put no. up the Riley numbers in, in Edmonton?
2: No, I don't think he would.
1: How about Saskatchewan?
2: Uh, he'd have trouble there too. They're having trouble. Oh, what about
1: B C? Not gonna do it in B C either. Yeah, that's true. Okay? So he's not that good a quarterback. He I don't care what people say, I don't care what his win loss record is over the first five years. It doesn't matter. What matters is the fact that he's not that good of a quarterback.
0: Oh my god. When am I ever going to not hear this crap out of your mouth? Okay, he is a good quarterback, hands down. He's a good quarterback. He's not. Okay, he is. Mind you, you didn't think Anthony Calvillo was a good quarterback either. No, you don't I think don't. Uh, a number I mean, of people were good quarterbacks. Okay, so That's
1: you're entitled Louis to was your a great opinion. Quarterback.
0: Entitled to your opinion, but your opinion sucks. That's just my opinion.
1: Yeah,
3: but that's a homer. You're a homer. Well, the but you don't can make the we argument we, 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 can, we can all agree that Mike Riley is a great quarterback,
1: mm-hmm. and
3: that, doesn't, that does not cover any homerism except for maybe me and this whole group. So we all know what a good quarterback or a great quarterback looks like, It's just the finer points, whether you're going to argue. It comes back to the Matt Nichols game manager title, you know? Like, when does he not become a game manager? How would we ever know how good Bo really is? Because he is on Calgary and he's not going anywhere. But I think that we're all very able to get past our homerism to pick a great quarterback. Because I think everybody recognizes that no matter what team you cheer for, Mike Riley is a great quarterback. (laughs) So, Ricky Ray. Is a great quarterback, so maybe maybe he'll get there. Maybe he will change teams sometime. Maybe he'll go NFL or something. Who knows? But but I I think that that you can go past the homerism and yes, there is a lot of opinion to it, obviously, and there is that aspect to it. But I think you can you can make the argument that everybody knows what the standard is. I guess to be considered a great quarterback,
1: you put Mike well, Riley was, on the Stampeders, and they would have won the last three gray cups and they'd be in the middle okay, of a here, dunk, here, because here, they'd win here's, the next three.
0: Here's one of my questions I have. And I don't think CJ will even be involved in this because he doesn't watch that other football. So I'm going to ask Chris and I'm going to ask Charles. Do you think Dan Marino was a great quarterback?
3: Oh, that's a good question.
2: Ah,
3: I would um, say yes.
2: I know he was, he never won a title, but I, he was fantastic. He he got hampered by a lot of bad defenses. But yeah, I would say yes, personally.
3: He was definitely a good quarterback. Was he a great quarterback? Yeah, I'd probably lean towards he was probably a, uh, in the elite range up there. Joe Montana, those okay. kind of guys. Okay. Yeah, he just he just never won because he never had the team around him.
0: Well, but there's my there's my thing. I. I can I can't decide, okay? He was one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Okay? But bottom line, you play professional football to do what? Win, win champion, a championship.
2: Win championship. Okay?
0: And he never did. No, okay.
2: That's what and holds him back.
0: Absolutely. So you know, when Bo Levi's retired and when Mike Riley is retired, how do you compare the two?
3: Yeah. can't. Well, and, and what, how many championships they won, I suppose. But I think that, that, that... That's my criteria.
1: Okay. So when I say that I believe that Doug Flutie is the greatest quarterback that ever played in the CFL, are you going to go because he only won three Grey Cups He's not?
0: No, he won three Grey Cups, okay? <laughs> Three's pretty good.
1: <laughs> Three's pretty
0: good, man. <laughs>
2: not many people have won more than that. Okay, uh, I lots mean, of people have.
1: Uh, Ricky Ray quarterback? has. Quarterback? Ricky really Ray. But that's, Ricky Ray's We've won three or four? Warren Moon. He won four, also five a in a row. Quarterback.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, he won four in a row. He was the he, he wasn't was the starter in the first one. Okay, so be Wilkinson. It. Yeah, and there's my question: Was Tom Wilkinson
1: a great quarterback? Marcus
3: went <laughs> Trans- on. too. You know. You- you know what I say when you say, you know, when you're, when you're looking back when these guys retire and stuff, and you know, are they great quarterbacks? And we always, you almost always default to how many championships they won. You know where that really comes into play is when they get, it's old enough that you don't really remember them playing and you have sure. nothing else to go by, right? Because for, for, for that question about Mike Riley and Bo, as long as I live, I've seen them both play, so I'll always say Mike is better than Bo. Just because I've seen them play, and it won't matter what their stats are and stats are. But when you start getting back into Wilkinson and and those guys, you, you have you know that's where it starts to become where that's what their stats are because even if oh, you it, did see it, them play, it was long enough ago that you don't really remember real well.
0: <laughs> you you could turn around because I watched Doug Flutie play in Calgary. Do you know how many Western Finals I went to and Doug Flutie lost?
3: Oh yeah, I'm no, sure. I was there with oh, you, man. Okay.
0: And it was like, really?
3: How did that happen?
0: Yeah, well, he wouldn't
3: wear goddamn gloves and it was cold.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: his hands froze. Well,
0: they say he couldn't play in the cold.
2: I saw so, I remember yeah, well, seeing him that running that, up to the big heaters and trying to defrost his hands because they were frozen. Except that he went, to
3: Toronto, and yeah, and he went to Toronto and wore gloves and won. So that's why yeah. everybody was mad at him. <laughs> in
2: a snowstorm in Hamilton.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. I mean, it's a valid question. I mean, it's a valid question. But like I said, for for eternity, those two will always be positioned in my mind, no matter what they do, because I've seen them play and I, I, I I'm I know them well. But but once you get to a certain point where you. If you did watch him play it was a long time ago or you never did watch him, you really have to default the stats and it is gonna be how many championships they won. So is Marino gonna go down in, in history as a good quarterback? Well, I think the longer it goes from when he played, the less and less you'll hear his name. That's correct. Because he didn't win that he didn't win that championship, right? He just he never made the record books. So
0: You know, and yeah. then you got and then do then you turn around and say Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time.
3: Actually, many people yeah, probably would s- say that. Yeah, well, he's and, won a lot of titles, and it's going to stay there, right?
0: And I've never liked him as a quarterback. Mm. So, you know, it's it's a, a whole debatable thing. It is. And, and to my dying day, Christopher, I'll always argue with you about this, but,
1: that's you know, okay. it doesn't well, matter. Because it'd be no fun if you agreed with me.
0: Well, and and, I mean, we can't all agree on one thing. Unless he changes, Jonathan Jennings is not going to go down as the greatest quarterback in the CFL. No, never said he would be.
2: Even if he does change, I don't think that's going to happen.
0: No. Well, yeah, but he's still relatively young. He's 26, isn't he? or 25. 25. Hmm, so... And then once again, wasn't it the other night, um, Kevin Glenn, he's one of the, is it three guys or four guys that have dressed for 300 games in the CFL? Mm-hmm. Should his name even be there? Because he's been a career backup his whole cup. life. No. Well, we've, arg-
3: we've
1: had the argument of whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame
3: yeah we have
1: yeah. he's played, and we were and, pretty all split on that. every all nine games that alone should get him into the hall
0: well and and you look at his yardage, and I mean he's over fifteen thousand yards or some crazy thing like that, isn't he, or fifty or whatever it is yeah. Yeah. he's right up there
2: his yardage is yeah, that's he played hall of Fame worthy, but of course he's played for almost twenty years or something now so yeah, and
1: and that's the only reason yeah, the why I'm thinking on hall, okay. numbers are as good as they are. Same thing it's with Damon Allen. Yeah.
3: Damon right. Allen is another name.
1: Uh, another fucking asshole for a quarterback that I would never pick to on my Sandlot game. Yeah. Um, Kevin Glenn's got 52,000 yards. Almost 53,000 yards. He's got uh, almost two thousand yards rushing.
3: But isn't playing for 20 years in a contact sport some sort of achievement as well? Like, I mean, that's got to go for something, too. He didn't kill you. Yeah, but
0: there was huge huge periods of time where he had no contact
3: because he was a backup. I understand, but he still got the stat. They still got those numbers, so he still had to be out there playing to get those numbers, right? It took him longer than everybody else, but, but you've got to make that... It's the same with Damon Allen. There's a certain amount of respect there for playing as long as they did in a game that takes that much out of you, even if you are a backup or don't play all the time. I mean, Damon Allen was a starter for most of his career. I mean, that's that's fairly – Henry Burst is another name that comes up there. Like They played at a high level till a, till a fairly old age. I mean, you're talking kicker age to be a quarterback. Like, that's
1: fairly impressive. That was only because Damon be Allen, Allen to was too <laughs> stupid to hang him up.
3: But he played at a high level all the way out.
0: Well, no, but you could always all you could also always debate about between Mike Riley and Bo Levi Mitchell, you know, when they're both retired, and 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 Mike Riley is in a wheelchair at thirty-five or forty-five years old, and Bo Levi is like a twenty-five-year-old because nobody got to touch him. Right? So but that's not because that? he's a
1: great quarterback. That's because he had a great O line.
0: Yeah, but should he be punished because he had a great O line?
1: I'm not punishing him.
0: That's no, not punishing.
1: It's, You're just elevating yeah. him because of it. and he shouldn't Well, no, be elevated
0: and, because and of sorry, sorry, sorry. Last week, a perfect example, he had pylons to throw to, and it was funny because in the first half of the game, I was saying to the guy I was sitting with that, ah, oh, Bo's off tonight. Like, he's missing these guys. He's off, he's off. Then I realized, he didn't have any receivers that he was used to, and it takes time to get chemistry with receivers. But, and the but he second also had half, long
1: chair and a case of beer, didn't he?
0: Hold on, and in the second half, he 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 figured they it out way. Yeah. So,
3: well, that's got to, Like I said, that's got to be the first time in a long time that you had four nationals out there as receivers. <laughs> like, then they still won with them. Like that was pretty impressive. I was pretty impressed. I mean, it was a rookie rookie receivers against rookie DBs, uh, and you got to yep. keep that in mind. But man, oh man, they had they had Lynch out there, and they had Brescian, and like they had all their nationals out because they were the only ones left.
0: <laughs> the other thing we didn't talk about today, you know, you're talking about Edmonton playing Saskatchewan on the weekend, and Edmonton might win. But I forgot. There's rumors that. That Duke Williams isn't going to play. I heard that too. And if he doesn't play, he he's yeah. He uh, he got hit in the shoulder on one oh, of the last yeah, plays yeah. of the game.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah, and he already had it taped up, so there was already some sort of a nick there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: and so and so what they're saying is, should Edmonton put him in there? When, you know, in reality, are they going to make the playoffs? Probably. But he took, and I mean, what happened in that play is he took a hit right on his shoulder and he was done. So, you know, do you save him for a couple of games? And I, and I wonder, I tend to wonder if Calgary is thinking the same thing about, oh my God, why can't I remember his name?
1: Mm. Eric Rogers.
2: Duke yes, Cla- Eric Rogers.
0: Rogers. Eric Rogers. Eric Rogers. You know, do they put him in these next games when he has been out for nine weeks, or do they save him for the last games of the season and the playoffs?
3: I'm just right who they got. Yeah. Well, hey, it's a so, valuable experience for all the national guys. I mean, sand, I mean really, look at it. Uh, um, Sadine or whatever, the one guy he was like, Sadani or whatever his name was, was, yeah. Washing cars or something. Like I mean, like (laughs) they had everybody out there. I know.
0: And then you got this this other guy who's been on their practice roster all year. He was their leading receiver. I can't remember names once again.
3: Ambles, Ambles, right.
0: And he's a pretty confident guy, so do you go with him and you know what I mean. Let
3: Eric Rogers rest. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I wouldn't make a I wouldn't make as big of a stink about them leaving Eric Rogers off as I would if I guess about Edmonton with Williams. And I not to not to say Williams needs to be tougher or anything like that. It's just that I mean Edmonton's still got something to play for, and after the horrible game they had, you'd really hate for them to come out and lay another egg against Saskatchewan. So. I would be much more disappointed if Williams didn't play than I could. You know, Calgary could leave Eric Rogers sitting for another couple of games, and I wouldn't really care. What's the point, right? Get those guys out there, get some experience. If you lose, you lose. <laughs> I mean, you're you're, you're going to make the playoffs, so.
0: Well, hey, maybe I'm wrong with my predictions. Maybe Calgary will get the crossover, and they'll go all the way to the <laughs> through the east, and they'll play Winnipeg in the in the Grey Cup. There you go.
3: It has to, to be pretty bad for that to happen, but yeah,
0: I know. But it could. I mean, and and the the other thing as I don't far think as it
1: the could happen.
0: Uh, the other thing, as far as the Bo Levi Mike Riley thing goes, um, I think right at this point, if Bo Levi gets hurt, Calgary's done. They're done. I wouldn't say the same thing about Edmonton. No. No. They've at least got some
2: experience.
0: You can say anything yeah, you want about Kevin Glenn, but he's got experience.
3: Although i got to say, I don't mind Arbuckle. I think he's a he looks like a decent kid. But, yeah, could you pin your hopes on him? Uh, they'd be asking a lot. That was like when Dinwiddie played his first game in the Grey Cup. <laughs>
1: <Thanks>. <laughs> Dinwiddie, when you get your first game, it's the Grey Cup game. Here, here's 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 for your uh will uh will. winnipeg and edmonton winnipeg and edmonton who currently are in third and fourth place so that would mean yeah. calgary would have to be below both of them yeah right to cross over both of them have seven wins with yeah. four games remaining yeah. they would both have to win out
0: yeah they play each other and calgary and Calgary would have oh okay but Calgary would have to lose all their games which
1: Calgary would have to lose all their games but Winnipeg and Edmonton would both have to win out and they play each other okay, so, so it's okay. impossible all right it's impossible for Calgary to get the crossover
3: okay so they can oh well, yeah cuz they can't miss the playoffs right And so yeah and they can't get the crossover so they got to be third at police Jam. so
1: they, they they have to be at least third place right now.
3: Yeah, right.
1: And and honestly, Heck, I,
3: would I think
1: – I, I would honestly say at this point in time, I think they're guaranteed second place because even if Winnipeg wins out, doesn't Calgary hold the season series? And they hold the series season over Edmonton as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hm. So I think they're guaranteed no less than second.
0: Yeah, but there if I, 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 there's something that doesn't sound right there. Okay. Um, In what regard? Um, just a minute. I'm looking here. Uh, come on, where is it? They, if, um,
1: if Winnipeg won every game, they would be tied with Calgary with 11 wins. If Calgary lost everything from now As on. If Calgary lost everything, yes, yeah.
0: But 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 Calgary has only played Winnipeg once. So they the haven't Lakers won have the season two. They play the they play the second last or last game the second last game of the year, I think. Um
1: They play on week twenty.
0: That's right. Oh okay. Week twenty, so
1: Okay. So let's go back and see the Calgary Winnipeg game, which was – how far back was that? Not that far back. Calgary, Winnipeg. 39-26. So that means uh, Winnipeg would have to be win by greater than 13 points.
0: Yep. Hmm. Right? Like I said, like I said, the West, the west is going to be so interesting because they all play each other in these last games so yes. so the biggest the biggest difference is these games actually mean something at the end of the year
1: for even for calgary
0: yeah mhm
1: at this point yeah. it may not in week 2021 20, they may not mean anything but right now nope. they do it, that has not – it's not a given. You know, in, in, and earlier on in the season, who was it that said – I said this, and I think everybody else said this – that Calgary was guaranteed first place because there's no way that anybody's going to be able to beat them to the point that they already are. And uh, I, no, I don't think we are proven wrong
0: yet. Yeah. No, and it's going to be pretty tough for Calgary not to be in first place. Without question, I mean,
2: I think it's highly unlikely. Saskatchewan,
1: yeah, Yeah, but Saskatchewan's got five losses, okay? Yeah, right now, that's true. So, the season series with Saskatchewan and Calgary, will where are we? Do they play them again this year?
0: Yep, October twentieth.
1: Saskatchewan beat them the first time.
0: No, they're one-and-one one right now.
1: Yeah, they've, they're they've one-and-one. One-and-one with one more game. Yeah. So the winner of this game yeah. would have the season series in week 19. Yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah. But according to Ryder fans, it shouldn't even be a game. So Why? <laughs> because they're going to they beat them so it. easily. They already won the whole thing, man. Yeah. So. What's
3: plan for
1: the Cup? I'm tired of them. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I am. I'm tired of them. I really am. Okay, let's carry on. Uh, a Three Down Nation article claims that the CFL is starting to feel the pinch from the new Alliance of America Football League. How true is this, and will this get worse as we get closer to the new league's launch? No. It does not fucking matter for the slightest. How many teams are there down there, Charles? Eight.
0: Ten thousand.
1: How many? How many players are oh. there on each team? Uh, oh, I don't know.
2: About,
1: I don't know. Fifty, sixty, something like that. Maybe no more okay. than sixty. Let Let's call fifty players just for math's sakes, okay? okay. All right. That's four hundred bodies. Do you think that means a bit of difference in the United States when it comes to football players?
2: No, nope. not really.
1: The majority of the football players that the AALFPQR is going to have wouldn't have come to Canada anyhow. Will we lose the odd player? Yes. Will we lose the majority of one team? No. Is it going to upset the CFL? No. We'll just find more. What's Calgary's philosophy? Next man up. Well, oh, no, right.
0: and the thing is, let's face it. There's, okay, if you look at some of the CFL talent now, American talent, uh, they, they've they missed those players, okay, because these are talented players. And I guarantee you there's a shitload more, more that are just as talented, okay? Yeah. And the NFL misses them all the time. So why do you think we think the alliance football league is going to be any different?
1: I think there's just enough bodies out there that they can do it. So the guy runs a yes. four four three instead of a four four two. Who cares? You know the difference is there's probably five thousand people that run a four four three over a Four four four. four, yep. four, four. You know there's there's five hundred. Maybe a 1,000 people out there running backs that do that. Who cares about the Alliance Football League? Why is it a story, Three Down Nation? Oh, my God, guess what? That's why. I have a headache. Do you know why? Because I don't (laughs) care. Chris, what's your thoughts?
3: Well, I think you're right. We're going to lose some players, and everyone we lose, it'll be this big friggin' deal and this big story. But I also agree that there's a thousand other players out there waiting to be discovered out of little colleges and little junior colleges and little community colleges and all these little places that nobody's ever heard of and they don't bother recruiting out of that pay their money to go to, a, to a camp and get found. So... It's only going to be a story because we're going to. It's going to be manufactured into a story because it'll be Deron Carter will go. Now, of course, I would appreciate that, but you know what I mean. I just, it'll be a, a name player that that everybody thinks is a great player that we lose to it. And they all flip out and look at see it's affecting us and we're losing all these quality players. And it'll be a couple of big names or maybe one or two big names and it'll be blown out of proportion and everybody will freak out. And in the end, we'll have just as much talent here as we always have. And there'll be the next Darrell Walker. Because these guys go back and they they come back. Like, you know, it, the NFL might have missed them, but even when they go and try to get it, they they, they get sent back. And, I mean, you can't tell me Big Hill wasn't good enough to make the NFL. Why didn't he make it politics? All the same crap there always is. So, what, now he might go to the other league? Well, the CFL is way more established. So,
0: Oh, my God. You, are you else? telling me there's a chance we could lose Johnny Manziel?
1: We could lose yeah, Brandon like, Banks,
0: though.
3: How will the league survive? Yeah, and, and, and those are the people we'll lose, the, Big happy, the big, the, they're big names because they are decent talents, and they're going to go down there because it's back in the states, and that's where they want to be. Mm-hmm. And it'll be blown out of proportion, and it'll be made a huge big deal of it. And you know what? The CFL will go on, and we'll we'll have the next Brandon Banks, and we'll have the next Menziel, and you know, like it, it. Yeah, I agree with Christopher, 100. percent I, I think there'll be some people that go, and, and who they'll, cares? They'll be blown out of proportion. And who cares except for the press? Like the, yeah, except for Three Down Nation and those kind of things, right? Well,
0: what will Rod? What will Rod Black talk about?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like the cat fans would be upset if Brandon Banks went. Okay, would the league yeah. be upset? No. Most of the fans in the league, no, because you know we nobody likes them. But you know he, TyCat fans would be upset by this, so you know it would be a major deal in Hamilton. Johnny Manziel leaving. I think Johnny Manziel would be a huge coup for the AAFLQ. Okay? Huge. Huge for them. Because right now he's huge for us. Yeah. Okay? I couldn't give a shit if he never completes another pass. What he's done for the CFL has not been done in decades. Yep. Will, what are your thoughts? AAF.
0: Like I said, we'll lose some players, but we'll gain some players and guys will come and go. We'll we'll see what happens. But I don't think it's gonna affect the CFL whatsoever.
1: No. Okay. Charles, go ahead. Real quick. Sorry, buddy.
2: It'll it'll be a minor uh thing. It's not gonna be a big deal. Let's see if this uh, league survives. We've seen other leagues like the USFL and the XFL. They had all these big grand plans, and they were gone within a few years. Let's see if this is the same thing.
1: Yeah, not worried about it. Here's a, you know, the the show's over, so I got to close it up real quick. But I'm going to throw this one at you: if we did not have a Canadian content protecting Canadian players. How many Canadian players would we really have in this league? How many of them are good enough to be better than everybody else? Andrew Harris, Brad Sinopoli, who else?
3: The question wouldn't be how many would we have, it would be how many would we generate? Because those guys all had to put their time in and learn how to play at that level. Yeah.
1: It's all about development. And would they get that opportunity? Okay. I got to close off the the show. No, they wouldn't. Absolutely not. We wouldn't have CFL player. We wouldn't have Canadian players playing. Let's talk CFL podcast. Episode number 286 is in the books. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and it's been my pleasure talking football with these fine gentlemen this evening. Uh, You guys take care. We'll see you. Enjoy the football weekend, long weekend. And the show will be coming back in on Monday night. We're not going to have a show Sunday night because there's two games on Monday. So, I'm going to say goodnight with 40 seconds left in the show. Charles, go ahead, quick.
2: Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this weekend's games, and we'll talk to you on Sunday, Monday.
3: Chris. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.
1: William.
0: Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't go out. Happy
1: Thanksgiving, everybody. You take care.